welcome to the Yoga Teacher Circle podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Ray, yoga teacher. You are needed now more than ever, and your unique voice, message, and offering needs to be shared with the world. In this podcast, we'll talk about all things related to teaching yoga to help you thrive doing what you love most, teaching yoga. So let's dive in. topic is so good. Oh my goodness. So the topic is, is your self-worth centered in the numbers and feedback from your yoga students? I've actually never heard anyone have this conversation before. I've never heard any other yoga teachers discuss this topic. It's something that I have personally experienced and struggled with. It's something that I've heard other yoga teachers share their experiences with which is why it led me to having this conversation and this topic on the podcast. So as yoga teachers, we know the importance of the practice of non-attachment. So that's a parigraha. That's the last yama of the eight limbs. And we most likely use this topic as a theme in our yoga classes. We try to practice it ourselves, hopefully, as yoga teachers. We do our best to do it. It's a daily practice, right? It doesn't just happen overnight. So when it comes to the topic that we're discussing today, how about practicing non-attachment when it comes to receiving feedback, whether it's positive or negative feedback from your yoga students and clients? Do you crave positive reinforcement after class because it makes you feel good enough as a teacher? Or if you receive negative slash constructive feedback, criticism, whatever you want to call it, Does it spiral you into believing that you aren't a good enough teacher? Or do you think a full, and I do this in in quotations, full yoga class means you're a good teacher and an empty class means that you aren't a good teacher. It is so easy to become attached to everything I just listed as a yoga teacher. So this conversation is all about practicing non-attachment as a yoga teacher and finding your own sense of self-worth, finding your own center beyond the feedback that you receive from students, positive or negative, and beyond the numbers, how many people show up to your classes. First, let's talk about positive feedback or positive comments about your teachings, about your classes. Like I shared, It is extremely easy to become attached to the feedback we receive in our classes from our students and our clients. So what do I mean by this and what does this look like? How does this show up? This looks like needing validation. This looks like wanting to hear about just how amazing your yoga class was after class, having students come up to you and tell you how much they loved your sequence, they loved your music, they loved your hands-on adjustments, they loved the way you said this or did it like this. This looks like needing and wanting to hear about how amazing of a yoga teacher you are after every class. Again, why am I even having this conversation on the podcast today? Well, it's because I've heard numerous yoga teachers attach their self-worth to how many students are in their class or the feedback they receive from students in class or after class. 
and the need that they have for this desire to hear if they taught a good class, because that must mean I'm a good yoga teacher, which I totally get. It does feel good. It feels great to hear this. So who wouldn't enjoy receiving this feedback? And I used to experience this a lot. I'll get to that in a minute, share a little bit more about my own experience and story with this topic. If you feel, as a yoga teacher, if you feel that you need the validation and the positive feedback to know you taught a good class, let's look at what's under this, okay? So there's always something deeper. There's always another layer we can tap into that's under that, under the needing of validation. So this can be connected to feeling and believing that you aren't good enough, that you aren't a good enough teacher, that you aren't enough as you are or worthy enough. Teaching yoga is like one of the greatest mirrors for our own insecurities. It is for me and it still is, especially in the beginning as a new teacher. And I lead 200 hour YTT, so I get to witness this in my students in training. I get to witness their insecurities rise up to the surface through the act of teaching yoga, just so it's a mirror for them to choose. Do I wanna step into this and do my inner work around my insecurities? I also wanna just touch on and I wanna say that it's not bad to receive positive feedback. And at times it's actually really good and necessary. So I'm not necessarily talking about like needing the positive feedback from maybe a mentor or students that can help you grow your skills as a teacher. That might look like hearing about your sequencing and how it felt for students or your verbal cues, the use of props, things that can help you actually grow your skills. That's really good. It's an important part of growing as a yoga teacher. So I do wanna acknowledge that before we dive deeper. What I'm talking about today and right now is the attachment to needing the feedback to feel like you're a good teacher. Let's first look at, yeah, a few years ago, this is when it was probably like at its fullest and when I really started noticing this in myself, I was extremely attached and addicted to the positive feedback when I used to teach my public yoga classes. I don't teach public classes anymore. But after my classes, I would have a lot of students, numerous students come up and rave about how much they love my class, how much they love the sequence, the music, my hands-on, the energy, things like that. Of course, it was great to hear that people loved it and enjoyed it. But over time, I felt that I needed it. And if I didn't get it or I didn't get as much of it, then that must mean that it wasn't a good class or I wasn't a good teacher. So it spiraled me into self-doubt, questioning if I'm a good enough yoga teacher, if people liked me, and the list goes on. So the other thing that happened to me after receiving so much positive feedback after my classes, I would leave and I would feel like I was floating, I was buzzing, I was riding this high from teaching, from like hearing all these great comments about me and my class. My ego had been fully stroked. It boosted my confidence. And I found that I was centering my self-worth with the feedback from my students. And I'll be super honest. I would walk away, get into my car and be like, fuck yeah, I must be incredible. People love the class, they love me, right? Like I'm not ashamed to admit that. It, anyone probably would feel very similar, but I became so attached to it. So I also noticed that 
if I was having an emotional day or a challenging day, or I was feeling self-doubt already before teaching, feeling low about myself or just like stuck in my limiting beliefs. So I'd feel low and in the space before teaching, I'd show up, I'd teach a class, then I would receive all these great comments and then I felt great. It switched my mood around. So once again, I needed this positive reinforcement to feel okay about myself, to feel worthy, to feel capable, to feel loved. I learned a lot about this and I had to look back. I wasn't very aware in the moment that this was all happening, but I learned a lot about this in myself after um, I traveled through Europe for about two months. This was a few years ago at this point. I didn't teach for the whole two months, so I didn't teach yoga. And I slowly started to feel really low and really depressed. My self-doubt got even stronger. It was like really hard to not notice it. And so at first I realized I was really missing teaching yoga. And then I realized I was actually really, really missing the temporary fuel of the positive feedback about me and my classes because that was temporarily how I felt confident and worthy. So when I didn't have it, I felt depressed. I wasn't receiving it externally to fill myself up. So what's the problem here? What's the problem with that? Well, the problem is, again, I was centering my own self-worth in the feedback, in my students, from my students, and what they thought of me. I was not centered fully in my own self. And this comes up a lot for yoga teachers. I wasn't filling myself up first. I wasn't embracing and accepting all sides of me or connecting with and honoring myself to genuinely and authentically know that I was already enough exactly as I was and that I did not need anything in the external to tell me so. So that is what this conversation is about. And for those of you that are on live with me, or if you watch the recording, take a minute to ponder and reflect on this. Do you feel attached or addicted to positive comments and feedback from your classes, from your teaching? And what happens inside of you when you do receive it? And how about when you don't receive it? So both directions. What happens when you do receive positive feedback internally and what happens when you don't? So this is really, really taking a minute to look at your own self, to let yourself be honest with the intention behind what happens inside of you. Why can't we already know we are enough? Right? So that's where the work comes in. We are already enough. And that's where we have to tap into. And like I said earlier, sometimes there are really important times as especially a new teacher to receive feedback to help you grow your skills as a teacher. You're learning something new, right? So that makes total sense. It's just about the intention behind it and what it stirs up in you where it can get dangerous. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'd love to stay connected with you in between episodes. You can find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore Ray Yoga and join the free private yoga teacher circle Facebook group, which is full of some pretty awesome and badass yoga teachers. So now I want to look at and talk about the negative feedback. If you receive any comments that are negative or constructive, what comes up for you? 
If someone tells you that they didn't like your music, your sequence, or your style of teaching, do you believe them as if they are the truth, they hold the truth, they must be right? Do you begin to spiral into a negative thinking pattern? Do you completely change the way you teach because of what they said? One person's opinion is just that. It's their opinion. And you can take it, you can leave it. So one student is going to love your class and your teaching style, and another student will not. They won't like it. They won't resonate with you. And you are never going to please everyone. So at what point is the feedback actually relevant? Or is it just something that this person didn't jive with your style? And sometimes the feedback can be beneficial and maybe you do spend extra time growing in that specific area. But if someone just didn't vibe with you, this does not mean that you are not a good teacher or that you are not capable. So this all comes back to not fully being centered in your true, authentic, badass self that you are, especially as a yoga teacher. You know who you are and no one else can take that away from you. So if you show up and you teach what is on your heart, you teach what you love and what you believe is right to share with the world, then you need to own that because the right students will find you and they'll love you for it. And the wrong students will leave and they'll find a teacher that resonates with them. Let's talk about the numbers. Let's talk about class sizes and how many students show up to your class. This is a tough one because a lot of studios and gyms that you might be teaching yoga at do need a class headcount. So I used to have to count how many people are in class and then mark it every single time. And then that would also feed in though, like, oh, it was, it was lower today or I had 49 last week and then today I had 35. That must mean what? People didn't, didn't like it and they're not coming back. And I would just like get stuck in this and every single class I would analyze myself and get stuck in this until I started noticing this pattern and I had to pull myself out of that. Again, it makes sense that a studio or a gym needs how many people are showing up. They have bills to pay, right? They have bills to pay. They use the numbers to help them count their profit and loss and the owners, the people that work there, they need to earn a living. So that's okay. It makes sense. But how often do we, as the yoga teacher, take it personal and think it directly relates to us being a good enough teacher or not? So everything I just said, right? So often I used to have, again, I used to have pretty full classes and it totally fueled my self-worth as a yoga teacher. But then some days when it was less, I would question myself and I would just spiral down. And especially as a brand new teacher, like seven years ago, I started teaching at this really small little gym and zero to three people would show up. This is the first place I taught yoga. So one week I'd have one person, the next week I'd have three, the next week I'd have zero, I'd have a no-show, and then I would like really get sad and like down on myself. So my emotions were all over the place and they were fluctuating based off of how many people showed up. That's where, again, I had to look at, I cannot be so attached that it affects my mood and the way that I look at myself, the way that I feel about my worth. You also never know what someone's day is like. You never know why they might not be in class, 
that they had a really crazy day or they're stuck in traffic or the list goes on, right? Maybe they're feeling sick, maybe they have an injury. So you can't jump to the assumption that it's because of you or because they don't like you as a teacher. And I know so many teachers do this. So if you have regulars that show up and like they're not there one day, that's where I've heard teachers say, like, I wonder where they're at. Did they not? Are they like finding a different teacher, right? So we have to be okay with whatever happens, happens. So can anyone relate to this? I'm sure you can, because I hear teachers say it all the time and they even ask other teachers that they work with at that studio or that space. How many students did you have in class today? Or they see if a regular student of theirs is taking another teacher's class, they become offended, which is so not cool. So not cool. We have enough yoga and students and teachers to go around for everyone. You cannot be attached to the students that show up to your class. And if they try another teacher's class, that's good. That's a good thing. We cannot take that personal. And I've really heard this going around and it, it kind of shocks me. And maybe you can connect to that too, right? Like, do you ask your teacher friends? Well, how many were in your class today? That's just something to look at. If I let the no-show classes or only having one to three students in my class stop me, if I said at that time, wow, I must not be a good enough teacher, I'm gonna quit, or I'm not gonna try as hard, or I'm just gonna like let that tell me who I am, right? If I let that stop me, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be doing the work that I love more than anything. I would have given up before I could have even experienced the last seven years of all the growth, of all the challenges, of all the fears I've overcome, of all the students I've connected with, of the way that my teaching has evolved and grown and everything I've learned. I wouldn't have had that experience in the last seven years. But it really, really comes down to showing up fully and sharing yourself fully no matter who's in front of you, no matter how many people are there. It's not about the numbers, whether it's one student or it's 50. You have the opportunity to change someone's life, to offer them the tools to heal, to feel, to connect to themselves. This is the greatest gift of all and the greatest work that we do as yoga teachers. It is not about the numbers. And it all comes down to how it shows up for you. If you have high numbers or low numbers, does having high numbers or full class make you feel like you are an amazing teacher? Like you're successful? Does having low numbers or one to three students make you feel like you must not be a good teacher? So it's all about awareness and understanding what comes up for you. And I don't think having either larger or smaller class sizes is good or bad. They just are. It just is. Larger groups can be really, really fun. It can have a lot of energy. It can be more playful. It can be just that. And then smaller groups can be much more intimate, less intimidating for some students to show up to. You have so much more time to give each person more personalized attention. And it's very powerful. It's a beautiful experience. So they're both amazing, actually. It's just the meaning that you attach to it. The meaning that is floating around the yoga community that makes one seem better than the other. And it's not true. It's just the meaning that you give it. So if having a larger or smaller class size affects your mood, makes you question yourself, 
or you feel you need to be validated in your teaching skills, that's where the work comes in. That's what we're looking at today. And so I say this to you, you incredible yoga teachers that are listening in, that you are enough exactly as you are, and you do not need anyone or anything to remind you of this. You do not need your students or your clients to validate who you are as a yoga teacher. You get out there, you share yoga in the way that aligns with you the most, and do not alter the way you teach to please others or to become popular. Do not conform to an idea of who you think you need to be as a yoga teacher and what you think you should be doing. If you teach what is right and true for you, you will attract the right people to you. And you have to stay centered in your own self and show up fully as you. And if you have a hard time with this, that's okay. All it means is you've got some work to do. We all have work to do. It doesn't stop. We know that. The inner work does not stop. And especially being a yoga teacher, our insecurities are shown. They get brought up to the surface. It's a good thing. It gives us an opportunity to do our work. It's that deep inner work that is scary. It's hard. It's messy. It's where you confront yourself and your insecurities. And this is where the practice of non-attachment, a parigraha, comes in. Trusting and knowing that if you show up fully, if you do your best, you serve from your highest self, everything will fall into place as it should. This is where practicing non-attachment helps you to show up fully centered in yourself. No matter what the feedback you receive is, whether it's positive or negative, no matter how many students show up to your class, you aren't affected because you trust and you know who you are as a teacher and that you do not need anyone to remind you of that. You are centered fully in yourself and you show up that way. This is something that we're all being confronted with and we just have to be honest with ourselves and look at how does this land in me? How does this show up? What comes up for me when I'm teaching a class? Do I need the validation? Do I look at the numbers as a way to feel better about who I am? If you aren't already a member, I'd love for you to join me in the free private Facebook group for yoga teachers. Just simply search Yoga Teacher Circle on Facebook. Most of these episodes are recorded live in the Facebook